welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you this week? I'm doing okay. You know, I'm in Jersey. We talk about that a lot. It is snowy here. I am ready to get away, which thankfully I am headed out of town, believe it or not, to check out Festival of the Arts and... The new dining plans. Well, the Festival of the Arts we will bring to you a little bit later on. Tonight is is to revisit the dining plans. You know, we're here to talk about the dining plans. I know that we had recorded a show uh, back in June when it was first announced, right? So I guess give us an idea of why you think, as you're the travel specialist, you're seeing people plan these vacations, why you think it's important for us to bring it up again. We always see changes to the dining plans. And I think a little bit of backstory that Disney doesn't necessarily want everyone to know, but I think is important to understand here. When you go to the restaurants at Disney, as far as you know, you're going to a Disney restaurant, they're in the park, you charged your room, you use your meal plan. It's pretty seamless for you. Sure. What you don't know is about 50% of those restaurants aren't actually owned by Disney. They're third-party vendors that operate the restaurants for them making it look seamless. They are cast members. They wear cast member name tags and all of that. But why it matters when we're talking about the meal plan, and we have this every year, is every one of those restaurants has to individually contract and agree to be part of the dining plan with Disney. And their lease requires that they sign that contract, but they can negotiate. So we know that all the restaurants are going to be included, But till we get right down to the wire a couple of days before the New Year meal plan is in effect, we don't know what changes we may or may not see. And since we are right at the wire now, we've seen a couple of changes. One of them, I think, is a great change. A couple of them make me a little sad. So I thought it was important for everybody to know. Well, and the thing about it, too, is not only with dining plans, but with reservations and things like that, you see all the time they connect to some of these other properties that they have or some of these other branches of their of their business to offer some sort of discounts or some sort of changes. The dining plan is no exception to that. Most definitely. And right now, they actually came out with a Disney Plus offer. So those of you that are Disney Plus subscribers, for the months of July, August, and September, limited availability in select resorts, but you can get a free Disney dining plan, a quick service plan if you're at a value in a moderate resort, and the full Disney dining plan if you're at a deluxe resort. So if you're not a Disney Plus subscriber and you want to travel to Disney in those months, I highly recommend joining. $7.99 a month is a steal compared to what you'd pay for your entire family's meals. Um But we work with a lot of clients on that, and it does definitely change kind of the landscape of what we see for dining reservations and availability. And so knowing what great deal you can get is always important to see. Well, and that's specific to traveling months and and definitely connect with your travel specialist to make sure that fits with your plans. But I think the important part of why we're here tonight is you said that we always hear some changes, right? So what has changed, right? Either from when we broke this down when it was first announced way back in June or from when this existed 
what seems like a million years ago at this point, prior to the pandemic, what are the big changes to the Disney dining plan for folks to understand? It definitely does seem like a million years ago. <laughs> I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. So one of the big things, and we went into a lot of detail, I'll put a link in the show notes to that show back in June, is the dining plans themselves. So pre-pandemic, we had four dining plans. Post-pandemic, coming to an, into effect for 2024, there are only two. There's the quick service meal plan, which I often refer to as a convenience plan. It's two quick service meals per person per night, one snack per person per night, and one resort refillable mug per person for the length of your stay. So only fast food is included in that. You can make out okay with that plan. It's $57.01. I know that penny makes the world of difference. <laughs> um, and $23.83 for a child three to nine. It takes some planning to really come out ahead, but it has the convenience of being prepaid. The second meal plan is what's known as the Disney dining plan. That's going to be one quick service meal, one standard table service meal per person per night, one snack per night, and again, that resort mug. So either one is two actual meals. One includes the table service. And that plan is $94.28 per person, 10 and up, and $29.70 for a child three to nine. Children under three, because they don't need a park ticket, they also don't need or can, can't can get a meal plan. They're expected to share with you or, or eat off your plate, or if you need a meal for them, you would need to pay for them. It's where the Disney dining plan actually works for a lot of our clients. Those that have, let's say, a two-and-a-half-year-old and a five-and-a-seven-year-old, you do those character buffets, you know you've got plenty of food for everybody. Yeah, totally. But you said something very specific there, and I think I, I, I'm probably going to get the verbiage wrong, but did you say just a, a standard sit-down meal? Was that was that the language that you used? Because I know that we've... I said a standard table service meal, which, you know, I'm sure Disney will be getting back to me on that being incorrect <laughs> verbiage. Well, sorry to bring the, that up. <laughs> the dining plan itself says one table service meal. And then if you read the little asterisk that goes with it in the very fine print at the bottom, it defines what a table service meal is versus what Disney calls a signature meal. And that's where we see big changes for 2024. And that's the part I think is really important for people to understand. Signature meals have a higher price tag to them with very little exception being Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest, they, up until 2024, were always your more high-end dining experiences. California Grill, Citrico's, Narcoosie's, Yachtsman's Steakhouse, Le Cellier, real great expensive sit-down meals. Sure. Then, as I said, they added Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest years ago. So what that means is you can still eat there on your dining plan, but you have to do it in one of two ways. You either don't use your meal plan and you pay cash for it, or you eat one meal 
but it counts as two table service credits. Got it. And that's where looking at the value of the plan really comes into play. Because when I'm using two credits for one meal, it's got to have a good return for me. So you We've, you you ran down the like the the names of the ones that are there. Is there anything that was that's been added to it that's taken off of it? Like what has changed as far as the signature dining experience? It is very rare for us to have something come back. Correct. So there was yeah, nothing that was signature that is no longer. Listen, we're getting park hopping back. We can't really complain. Something something's coming back to us, but let's stick with the food. That is true. The day that the dining plan comes out, you can begin your park hopping at any hour. And the majority of park tickets no longer need park reservations. Right. So, so we, did get <laughs> we did get something back. We did get something back. But we digress. But, but we lost four meals that were one table service credit that now moved to that signature. And I'll be honest with you, these four meals, I book at least one, if not two, for 90% of my family. So maybe that's why it's, you know, my my stake today. Sure. Um. Akashar's Princess Dining in Epcot. It will remain one table service meal for breakfast, but it joins that signature, a.k.a. two-credit meal for lunch and dinner. Topolino over at Riviera remains one credit for breakfast, but switches to two credits for dinner. Okay. And Artist Point in Wilderness Lodge is not open for any meal but dinner, and it is now two table service meals for dinner. And Akashar's and Artist Point are both character meals. Topolino is character for breakfast, which is remaining the one credit. But again, it is more signature style for dinner. I, I think the important thing to know, as I said, Artist Point is only open for dinner. So if you want to meet Snow White, Dopey, and the Evil Queen and not hunt around for them in the park. And while you can usually find Snow White, Dopey, and Grumpy in the park, Evil Queen is almost impossible. Dinner is the only option there, and that is now two credits. Akashar's, you can still do breakfast for one credit, but the lunch and dinner is two. And one of the things that I talk about with using your meal plan, A, is getting the most bang for your buck. So clearly there's bigger value on dinner. Dinners are more expensive. The meal plans also include alcohol. I'm not a big mimosa drinker. I readily admit that. I don't know a lot of people that are big breakfast drinkers right before a full day at the park. But most of us, especially if it's included, are all for that adult cocktail at dinner. Um, I also recommend dinners to people over breakfast for several reasons. I don't know anybody who slept through dinner. I know people who sleep through breakfast. <laughs> oh, challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll keep that in mind. Sure. Sorry, Erica. Yeah. Um, you know, breakfast, we know that there is that charge if you don't show. So missing your breakfast is more key. The other thing is in the morning, there aren't time for lines to form at most of the attractions. Breakfast time is the perfect time to be on rides. I don't like for my clients to give up that low line time. So we look at that as well. And the third reason I'm not a fan of breakfast, unless it's the only option for that character meal. I don't know many people that need a break in their day at breakfast time. 
I know lots of people that need a break by lunch or dinner. So I'm really disappointed in that change. What I will suggest, those of you who still want to do Akashars, again, that's the breakfast, lunch, and dinner in Norway with the princesses. I suggest doing as late a breakfast as is being offered the day you're there. Maybe you do a 10.30 or 11 so that you can still get in the park and get on a couple of rides before you take that break. Okay. So I know that there was some change to a restaurant that does fit into the the dining plan, and that's the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue in Toy Story Land. I know you wanted to, to quickly kind of go through that. Do you want to do that now? I will, and I want to be clear that that has not changed from one credit. I love the meal. I love the atmosphere. But those of you who have been before or looked at the menu, they just made a huge menu change. And I understand part of it. I will be honest. I've dined there three times now. And every time I have left feeling like we could probably feed a family of five with the amount of food left on our table. (laughs) It is served family style, all you care to eat. And so I understand that there was a lot of extra food. But I wish they left some choices. So it used to be three kinds of salad. Again, I don't think anybody needs three salads. It would be nice if they left all three and you picked one or two. But they've picked two salads for you. They eliminated the kale apple salad, which honestly was my favorite. I don't don't eat kale. It's the one thing I don't eat. So they were clearly listening to me. You know, I I wasn't (laughs) so sure about the kale, but the apple salad and the kind of Dressing on it made me want to try it, and I ended up loving it. Okay. Um, The other thing is there used to be a choice of 10 sides. There is no longer a choice. You get the five sides that are now standard. So it used to be potato barrels, better known in my house as tater tots, that had green goddess dressing on it, and you could ask for them with or without the dressing. Now it is potato barrels, no dressing, period. Got it. Claw slaw, better known as coleslaw, to those of us not <laughs> sure. inside being chosen. Yep. Mac and cheese, street corn, and baked beans. So one of the popular items that is no more is the fried pickles, and I think they were just so against having ranch dressing in that restaurant. I don't understand why, <laughs> but no more fried pickles. So still one credit, but possibly a big change depending what size your family does or doesn't eat. I know in my case, two of these five sides, my family won't touch. Got it. So you're still going to have a table with some wasted food. I do encourage you, if nobody's going to even try it, tell them you don't want it. They're not going to substitute something else for you because they simply don't have it in the kitchen. But no point in bringing it out and wasting it. But still one credit there because we had talked about the change. Still one credit there. And, And I know that one of the things that you have talked about pretty often when we're talking about food is is you know if you don't have a reservation you know sometimes the walk-up list is is the right play here where do we stand with that with this particular restaurant you know the walk-up list is a great thing you do need to be kind of close to it to get on it but you don't need to be close to it to know if they're offering it got it and your entire family doesn't need to be close to it so really dating myself to my old paper fast pass days. We always had what we called a runner in our family. (laughs) They were the person that went ahead, grabbed everything out of the machine, and the rest of us just kept going to the next spot. You can have just a runner 
head close enough to any restaurant to get on the walk-up list. And then the rest of you join shortly later. I will say you had talked a little bit earlier in the show about, you know, dining pre-pandemic. And I will say, I feel pre-pandemic, they didn't offer a walk-up list because the restaurants were packed. Yep. In some cases, they were overpacked. You could have a reservation and still not get seated for 20, 25, 30 minutes because they were so full. When the dining plans went away, people stopped planning a sit-down meal every day. And even with the plans back, we're still not seeing the number of people opting for dining plans that we used to. Obviously, as I mentioned earlier, June, July, not June, July, I'm sorry, July, August, September with the Disney Plus offer, you're definitely seeing more people on the meal plan. Dining will be harder to come by on that walk-up list over the summer and in September. But the rest of the month, there is some flexibility. So again, if you're on the dining plan, I do encourage you to make reservations. You want to account for all the credits that you're getting. But there is some flexibility to be able to make some changes later where in the past we didn't see that. Okay. We talked a lot about signature dining and, and sit-down dining. Anything else that you want to talk about pertaining to the dining plan that may have changed? Any updates? They made a change on the quick service, which is one of the changes I'm really in favor of. At the value and moderate resorts, they now have what they're calling a quick service pizza meal deal. And I think it's a pretty good deal as far as I'm concerned. It's two quick service credits. So you can be on the quick service plan and use two credits, or you can be on that Disney dining plan and use two of your credits. You get one large pizza and two drinks. Now, again, I kind of use my drinks wisely when I'm at the resort. If I'm eating at the resort, we all have the free refillable mug. So I don't really need their drinks, but I will get something like Gatorade, especially if we're there in a hot month, that I can bring into the park the next day. Yeah. So those two drinks are going to be things with lids out of the coolers. Um, they can also be an alcoholic drink if you want to grab a beer or one of those little Copa wine bottles out of the refrigerator. That works as well. Again, I will point out that is an offer at the value in the moderate resorts because they offer full-size pizzas. Yeah. The deluxe quick service meals, their pizzas are usually flatbread, so they can't offer that. But remember, you don't have to be staying at a resort to eat there. So especially, for example, if you're at Riviera, you can walk to the quick service location in Caribbean Beach and be there in five minutes. So you could get that pizza meal deal and bring it back and eat it near the pool at Riviera or out on your balcony. I think that's really going to be a great use of your credits, especially for people that are arriving at, let's say, three, four, five in the afternoon to make that your first meal. That'll help stretch your meal plan credits. It's good advice. Okay. Back in June, we had talked about some tips, some pitfalls that people maybe fall into with the dining plan. Why don't we go through just very, very, very quickly a couple of these that we did hit just for folks that didn't catch that show. Again, show we're, we're going to go back to show 179 if you are interested in hearing more about it. But give us those quick tips and pitfalls, uh, pitfalls rather, before we close out. I think the biggest pitfall comes in with the snack credits. I am guilty of this myself. I'm trying to get the most value out of it. 
And snacks are defined by Disney as a single item. So in the past, if we go back, you know, six, seven years, you used to be able to get a box of Entenmann's donuts, a jar of peanut butter. Those are no longer snack items. They're all single items. But a single item could be anything from an apple, which has a value of about $3, to one of the items in an Epcot festival booth that could be $9, $10, $11. So I try and hold out, not use my quick service credits, my, I'm sorry, my snack credit, unless the item is over $7. If you've got a big family and you're sharing some of these snacks, what I would find is we save them to get a great value. And then by the last night, we still had 10 or 12 of them left. And so we were grabbing candy and things that we could take home. You can use those snacks on so many things. Anything from a Mickey ice cream, even two scoops of ice cream at some place like um, the end of Main Street. It's not just that tiny little cup. So use your snacks wisely. You can get a box of popcorn. You can't get a popcorn bucket. And one thing I wish they would do that they don't is let you pay the difference. But sadly, that's not an option to upgrade from the box to the bucket. Um, So think about your credits. Use them at the festival booths. Again, that's my number one place to recommend them. But by halfway through your trip, if you've savored them all, stop savoring and start spending. (laughs) That's fair. That'll be the T-shirt. Stop savoring and and start spending. Uh, Any last minute things you want to say before we say goodnight? I will just say at our sit-down meals, I am definitely known for enjoying some mommy drinks that are some very unique Disney concoctions. So plan to treat yourself, and they give you a great value on the meal plan with specialty cocktails that are 15 to $22 a piece. And who can't use a cocktail after a full day in Disney? Amen. I agree with that. Well, the calendar has turned to the new year. We're getting some things back and the dining plan is among them. Thanks for taking the time to break down the changes that we've really just received and have a great week. Thanks. You too. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share on your Facebook and Instagram for other Disney fans to enjoy. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.